some mornings it's a little bit harder to get up here. So I ask for your prayers that this Shane has already said that this word would be opened. morning I'll read from the ninth chapter of Matthew I kind of was between two two uh, Two portions here, but I might read them both anyway. But I'll I'll, I'll read in from the ninth chapter of Matthew, from the twenty seventh verse to the thirtieth verse. Reading in Jesus' name. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying. Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus saith unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were open, and Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that no man knoweth. Amen. there's more I could have just finished off it seems that that little one short portion story ended at the 31st verse I guess I could have read that as well but I've been thinking about this I guess not this particular passage, but this idea, and I didn't know where to find it, but I was thinking about it this week. How it seems, how so many people in this world look for something to satisfy them, and even we do ourselves. We look for things that might satisfy us, or things that might give us an answer to questions, or things that would comfort us, or give us some direction and and guidance. And how that, that guidance and direction is never given or never never received unless it is given by Jesus Christ when we think of 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 new believers reading these these verses I do anyway And they can go their whole lives 
being blind. And when they're finally able to come to that place that they would, they're crying out to Jesus. And I believe there are many who do not even know where to cry out to. But I believe they're crying out all the same that they, that they, something would, someone or something would have mercy on them. That their sadness or their troubles or their lack of direction would have an answer to it. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I watched a, a documentary on some soldiers in Afghanistan. And one of these men, they were interviewing them afterwards, and and one of these men said that, well, he doesn't believe in, in God or anything like that. And he doesn't really... He's not a Christian or he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't believe in God. And then immediately afterwards, immediately after saying that, he says, and in tears and, and, and totally breaking down, says that, but the things I've done, the things I've had to do in war, I know that I am not worthy of God. And what an amazing thing to to think that, or to even say those words. For a man like that to say those words, I think only, only God could have given him that little bit of understanding that little bit of an answer to what he's crying out for. But it's the hardness of that heart, and the hardness of our hearts as well, even as Christians, it seems so often it's easy to to want to look elsewhere. But how much harder for those unbelievers to harden their hearts and make, and to not want to go down that road further and to not think, well, why am I thinking that way? And why does it bring me to such sorrow to think that if I have zero reason to believe in God or zero, zero belief that there is a God, why does it hurt me so much to know that I've done things that God would not be happy with? because I think it is in every human it is in every human that they know who their creator is or their soul does but this flesh and this wickedness of man turns us away from acknowledging that creator 
and turns us away from acknowledging that Jesus Christ is our Lord and our Savior and able to give us that answer to all those sorrows and and issues and questions that we have. There are many, I believe, in that man I think of often. They're crying out, have mercy on us. But then it just passes and they don't know where else to go with that and they don't know where to find it or what it is that they're even crying out to. I think the reason I was thinking about this these verses I was talking to another teacher and she got into telling me about all these things that she's into and she's really getting into shamanism and doing all these rituals and things to do and she asked me if I wanted to go on a journey she does it for other people takes on clients and I don't even know exactly what she means by that I didn't really care to ask what sort of journey she's talking about And she she even goes so far as to say that she's she does these things and she gets into a almost trance like state and she says it's not it's not imagination and it's not a, a it's not a her own self telling her these things but she hears voices that give her direction and give her what what she answers she needs and guidance towards whatever things. I'm not even sure what question she has. And I was just almost dumbstruck. I could not even I could not even answer. I just kind of listened and nodded my head every now and then and how much I wanted to tell her that these are not things that you should be you should not be dealing with these things at all and maybe it is it's God's will it is God's will and we know that it says not to worry about what we are what we are to say that God will give us those words God's will I I can accept that I suppose on on some level to accept that it is God's will that I didn't say anything and I don't know what for or maybe it was sometimes I question if that's my own weakness but how much I wanted to just tell her there's only one God
and Jesus Christ is the only answer and the only place that you need to get guidance from. That these little rituals and these little burning sage and, and playing her little some African drum that she says she has and she gets into these trances and, and hears these voices. There are people that are calling out. Even as I think she obviously was. But when that hardness and that sin comes in and turns it away, well, that's not God. That's an old, strict, hateful religion so much of this world believes. They instantly turn away from God. The devil is quick to, to pick up on those people. Quick to jump in there and say, well, here it is. Here's what you're looking for. And that other portion I was going to read is just in the seventh chapter of Matthew. Thirteenth to fifteenth. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. so much of a lesson and it's hard for me to even get to think of think about what the lesson lesson is or, or speak on it to, a, to an unbeliever or to those that need to hear it because there's so much joy for each of us to know that we have been given that direction to that straight and narrow way. It says, few there be that find it. Maybe, maybe you don't question it as often as I do, but why am I one of those few? God 
and my thankfulness is to him as, as it is for, for many of us here that we were born into those Christian homes. Born into those places that God's word was was taught. I walked and I think, well, why am I not how is it that I was born there and some of people, other, others that I know, they were not born in that way. That seems like a huge disadvantage, a great disadvantage to knowing where Christ is and where it can be found and what that truth is. And it is not just being born into a Christian home. We each have to follow Christ on our own. It is not an inheritance through man. But we know that it is, there is still that opportunity for each person out there in the world today. It is no less of an opportunity in reality for anybody else out there in the world than it is for us that have been born into Christian homes. We know there are many in Christian homes. And it is a sad thing how many turn away from God and turn away to try to find those other those other avenues. Some of those avenues lead directly down turning away from God entirely and from Christianity. But we also know many of them turn away and try to find other ways to God through through other things, more exciting things, or trying to find something. And I know we we all know people that have be, that have gone this way. How much we need to pray for them. That they would stop looking for something that would suit them and stop looking for something, some other, something different than what we have been brought up in. And turn them back to Jesus. Not that they need to come back to the church, but if that is where Jesus is found, that's where they would be found as well. But there are also those who do not know Christ at all and never have. They are these blind men here. And how often it is that Christ, I think it's just the next chapters even, that he heals another blind man. And it is a picture of that, that coming into understanding of what, what that truth is and what has been done. 
and I don't know if it's too far speculation, but I do not believe that these men just were healed solely and plainly of that physical imperfection. It says, And when he was come into, into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus saith unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this. And they said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. They were given that sight. They were given that understanding that this was the Lord Jesus Christ. They were able to understand and believe that he was able to do this. And their eyes were open. Pray for all those people whose eyes are closed because of the hardness of their hearts. Pray for those people more, maybe not, I shouldn't say more, pray for them all the same. Those people whose eyes are closed that have been opened. And they have closed them and tried to find sight elsewhere. Pray that they would look back on Jesus and believe that he is able to give them those answers that they need. There is nowhere else that we will be able to find it. There is nowhere else that we will be able to find Christ or that truth than to look to Him directly through this Word and where He lives in the hearts of the believers. That is a hard thing for someone to understand who does not have that sight. It is a hard thing for a, a person to believe that, well, I need to go to church. It's hard for Christians, it's hard for me sometimes to want to go to church. These things don't, don't come by work or, or study. Or trying to deduce what is the the true understanding and we know those who have repented and we know for ourselves that it is very much like this tale here not tale, I shouldn't say a tale is something else this is the truth very much like this account that they are completely blind and crying out for someone, for God, to have mercy on them. And when they are crying out to God, they are crying out to the right place. But it is that way with a, with a repentant heart that they are completely blind and crying out for God. And when Christ gives them that understanding, their eyes are open. Immediately their eyes are open.
It is not a process that they can go through. And Jesus did not give them, well, I'll let you see at a pretty low level of vision for a while. And talk to me, talk to me later and, and we'll see if your faith is still there, that you still believe that I could make it better. Come back in a year and I'll give you a little bit more vision. God gave them all. Even as He gives us everything. And that is not to say that we understand this entire book, every word for word, and understand the, the meaning sometimes. Those things are each given to us, and when they are given to us, it is that same way, though, that it... We all know this. You can read this, read this word and, and look it over and at a few verses and no idea what that means. Not a, not a clue. But when God gives us that sight, it's like, it's like a light goes on. And how did I not see that before? You don't look at that verse and say, well, that might be what it means, and I'll think about it and compare it to other verses and look at it again a couple of months later and say, well, I think I'm getting a little closer. It can be nothing, and straightway God can change it into to revealing it entirely. Only by His revelation are we, are we given understanding of this word. But I also think it's important, we know it is that way, and how much that needs to be said, even what Auntie Carmen was speaking about the other week. And it is that, that way we see in our other circles of, of Christians that like I said how many many Christians I know that have said oh well that they're Christians now and we see no change in them and it's not for us to decide or to judge what what uh, what their heart condition is This also says that we will know them by their fruits. And how many people, how many times I've heard, well, this person is, has given their heart to God now. And they keep a tally almost sometimes. Well, I've turned, I've, I've helped this person come to God and this person's a Christian now and, and, and they're in that place and they can they're a Christian and and that's that it is not it is not just be saying that you're a Christian or deciding one day 
because you're with some people that are that are Christians and telling you that it's a it's good and it'll help you and and I'm not sure what I mean I don't I, I could elaborate I've heard many things some Christians have professed and not once do they do they mention that there needs to be repentance how sad it is I think thinking about just that what I read last two weeks ago that John is out there telling people to repent for the kingdom of God is at hand what a sad state it is when people who profess to be Christians are not even preaching repentance and remission of sins but rather preaching to be a Christian say that you are a Christian say that you are Jesus Christ Jesus Christ belonging and it is a hard thing to, to speak on I do not wish to sound like I'm judging and I do not know those individual hearts but to be a Christian is not as simple as saying well I'm a Christian well what makes you a Christian I've given my heart to God well what does that mean how many friends I've had growing up that that is the depth of their understanding that there is nothing beyond that and they basically it's I didn't used to be a Christian but now I'm a Christian many again I'm not trying to sound judgmental I'm just illustrating through my own experience and and seeing and hearing and, and knowing the people that I have known and like I said I can't I can't judge the, the their heart but I've seen seen in this happen and there is there is no crying out to God. There is no desperate need of a Savior. And we know for ourselves there is nothing else besides that. There is no other, no other thing to Christianity than that. How much we need our Lord and Savior... And even for myself this morning, how much I can't even come up here. this flesh doesn't doesn't want to have anything to do with this
and how much I thought about just when I'm sitting there before the service, like how ridiculous what I look and how many people would be upset with me if I just got up and left. It's not just pride that made me stay sitting down. how much how inadequate we are as this word says I die daily we need to never lose that need of a savior we never need we never want to lose that knowledge and that sight that is given us that is not just saying that we are a Christian now and now we can carry on with our lives but to understand that we are a Christian now we are a child of a king and this life is not my own We are servants. Of God. It is not a light thing. And that's why it is so. Troubling and sad to see so many that. Do take it lightly. That now I'm a Christian. Now now I'm okay. Oh, I can do, carry on. And those things that I've done that maybe weren't lining up with God's word, those things are forgiven, and those things, if I do them in the future, it's not going to matter too much because those things are covered by God's word and covered by Jesus again. I wish I wish it went that far sometimes. How often I hear what some Christians believe and it doesn't even go that far to say that Jesus Christ covers those things. There is no need of repentance too often and there is no need of forgiveness. Because it's been done once and for all, and it has done been done that way. But that does not mean that we are free to go about and keep on living in that sin. 
or to not worry about it and just be like, well, that's fine, that's in the past and that was going to happen to begin with anyway and, and God knew from the beginning of time that was going to happen so when that when it did happen, that was already included and what was done that day that I said that, yeah, I, I guess I'll, I'll become a Christian now from this and from six, the sixteenth chapter of Matthew. From the thirteenth to the eighteenth verse. And when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I the Son of Man am? And they said, uh, and, they, and they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I all, and I, maybe I'll just keep reading till the end. And I say also unto thee that thou art that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the kingdoms, the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I do not think that Simon had any I mean I think it is that way for all humans I do not think that there was any special advantage and if we want to go go into thinking who might have special advantages Logically, it would seem that those scribes and Pharisees would be the ones that would have that understanding, or would be the first to have that understanding. Those ones that knew the the scriptures and the Old Testament, Old Testament, so thoroughly. And yet, God, Jesus Christ, did not go directly to them. those questions I do not know why that is we leave that up to God why he goes to who he goes to my own logic thinks well if you go to the head of the church and you show the church that you are the Christ and you reveal that unto them and give them that sight that they might believe and have faith wouldn't it have a bit of a trickle down effect Where the people of that church, in that synagogue, those people that come there, would they not then be a little bit more easily converted? 
but that is not the way Christ, that is not the way God operates. And even as as he says here, and their eyes were open, and Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that no man knoweth. Confusing to our own understanding why he does that almost every single time. When something he does, when a miracle is performed by him, then he commands them that they would not tell anybody about it or tell them who did it. Don't tell anybody that I've done this. And we know it says there that they didn't exactly listen to him, his commandment there. They says that they went went abroad, or went they departed and spread abroad his fame in all that country. But it is that way that those believers would come to Jesus Christ. As Simon came to Jesus Christ. That is the way it must be for us all. As I said, we are not born into inheritance of belief and faith by being born into a Christian home. It is something to be thankful for. And if the Christ is there... What a blessing it is for that person, but that flesh is still needing to be dealt with. But it is God's will that each man would come to him on his own accord and through his own revelation to that man, and not by knowledge, not by jumping on bandwagons and while everybody else seems to think that this is the right guy. I guess I'll believe that this is the right guy as well. God commands those men, those blind men, not to tell anybody. And he asked Peter, who, the, who am I? Who do you think that I am? And Peter says that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona. For flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. That is the way that it must be. And it is the way for each of us that is a, that is a believer. Even for, for each one of us, it is that way. Being born in a Christian home, as I said, it doesn't doesn't guarantee that we will continue down that path or, or carry on in that faith or know that truth even. How thankful I am. How much I don't understand. I don't know if I want to question it. I want to stay there. I want to stay in the in the arms of Jesus. Father has revealed to me who Jesus Christ is. I am thankful for my teachings as a young man and as a young boy and growing up. It is a blessed thing to have have the truth being taught to you. But you can hear all those all those stories all day long. 
think often how it seems when I was a kid in the church there were so many people There were so many young people in the church. I mean, I suppose there was a lot of old, older people as well. But it seemed there were so many young people older than me. And now they're not there anymore. side of me often wonders well, well how, how, how on earth does that happen weren't they listening to the same stories I was listening to weren't they going to the same Sunday school that I was going to but it is not flesh and blood and it is not understanding of man it is the Father in heaven that reveals who Christ is to each of us. And it is Jesus Christ who lifts back those, that, that blindness and gives us that sight and gives us that faith to believe. Nowhere else will we be able, will be able to have that truth within us. Do not take this Bible and take this word and take this group of believers or, or all believers and the, the fellowship with them for granted there are many that are looking for that path that we have found give thanks to God that we have been given that faith to find that straight and narrow path that path that leads to Christ and pray for them that do not have that sight and it is not a, a not a little thing and there will be that judgment day pray that we all are in that still being able to believe it can be taken away that faith can can leave us, not because God wants to take it away, and not because that is His will, but because of the hardness of this, the our hearts, and because of this sinful flesh. Thank God for all that we have, and that we are those those chosen few. And pray for them also that there would be more. We do not know God's numbers and, and pray that we would be able to be that light and to have that God, have Christ living within us that when, if that time comes that someone is crying out that they would be able to find Jesus Christ within each of us. In Jesus' name, Amen.
shall we close with the benediction. May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. May the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. May the Lord lift his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.
potluck here for, I'm sure there's food for everyone. You're invited to stay and fellowship with us. Um, Friday evening, there can be Bible study at our place, so 7.30 at my place will be Bible study. Is there any other messages? Anybody have a song? Bible study this afternoon. Oh, okay. What time is that? It's two. Two? Okay. So there's a Bible study here now. Two. We decided at the meeting that instead of the afternoon service on the fourth Sunday, we had Bible study. Yeah. Shane wasn't here. Anybody have a song we can close with? Ready, Bob? What did you say, Grace, in after?
Sunday afternoon. And we thank thee for this word. We thank thee for that thought and understanding that man shall not live by bread alone. And, and we come here for that spiritual food. But we also thank thee for these natural blessings that, that keep the natural side moving ahead and, and alive and, and well. Bless those hands that have put these things together that we'll partake of it. Be with us this afternoon. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen.